Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by these great companies that are giving us money to let you listen to their stuff. Bullshit, Kyle. We make this show. We make this show. You and me. Tubals in a China Shop is brought to you by us. <laughs> Someone's got to pay the bills, Dan, because it's not our trading. <laughs> <laughs> All right, roll them. You are listening to an entertainment program put together by a company called Financial Ineptitude. Anything said on this show is not an endorsement or professional advice. Would you really want to tell a court of law you were suing us because you thought taking financial advice from two idiots on a podcast put out by Financial Ineptitude was a good idea? Really? Clown hats on your face. Well, hello and welcome, everyone. Welcome to the China Shop. I'm Shopkeeper Dan. And with me, as always, ladies and gentlemen, a, a big round of applause, Kyle, creator of FinancialNeptitude.com. How are you doing today, Kyle? With you as always, but this is my first time back. Okay. And with me most of the time. So, uh, we're already starting with a lie. <laughs> you, you had to call me out. You just had to... <laughs> Ooh, sorry, yeah. sorry, I forgot. How do we do this again? How do we do this again? Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> well done, sir. Well done. Come on in the shop with us today, folks. Sit back, relax, hedge against the rage machine. We'd like to welcome any new listeners just joining us today. We're here smashing our way through a complete set of fine china, sharing ever-growing strategies for maximizing gains and cutting losses. If you're new to the shop and stock trading in general, you can always check out our knowledge and resource centers on financialneptitude.com or give one of our many beginning trading episodes a listen. We'll have all of those links in the episode description, but the best place to be is on our Discord server. Kyle and I and a bunch of amazing, truly wonderful people get on there every day, having an awesome time sharing stock charts, strategies, wins, losses, sometimes just vacation picks, much better than bet loss feet picks. But, you know, it's just a great (laughs) community of people that are into stocks and investing and trading. As you know, Kyle, if you're like me, not everybody in my immediate world really wants to hear about it. I, uh, yeah, I just spent <laughs> a week with my dad and his friends and I talked literally zero stocks. It's weird, right? It's weird. It's like, why doesn't anybody want to talk about the market today? I was like, uh, I'll be right back. I just need to check something. Yeah, right, right, right. <laughs> be back. Uh, so get on that free Discord server. There's no paid tiers or special access areas because fuck that shit. Just uh, join that server. Come have a good time. Talk about people who want to hear about what you want to hear about. Who want to talk about what you want to talk about. And Kyle, what do they do when they join that server? They just uh, just join and that's it? Post whatever they want. Post whatever you want. Yeah. No, you, don't be a dick. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. We did get another round of funding, so we can afford to send out gifts again. Yes. Uh, just shoot a DM if you uh, if you want some free swag. Slide into Kyle's DMs. Me, yes. No, wait. Not like that. Just, mm-hmm. just an address is all I need. Well, he doesn't hurt if you give him a little something-something, you know. No. No, really surprise him. <laughs> <laughs> We're not doing this again. Oh, no, no, not again. Right, fair enough, fair enough. Uh, we're just all really glad you're here. We have a lot of fun, and it's always better with friends. Always better with friends. Silent friends who keep all their clothes on. Who keep all their... <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Kyle, uh, we got any show news to report? Next week, our interview with Shlomo Freund, uh, digital nomad and financial coach, comes out, along with the fourth installment of Back to the Futures. Uh, we'll have Leo. Joining us for that one, that will be out on Monday. There's a little bit of a delay with uh, some scheduling, but getting that out as quickly as we can. All right. Fantastic. That was a good interview. Good interview. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, then, um, did you mention the shop yet? If you want to support the show and, and my ship. Oh, yeah. Nothing says we love you guys like capitalism. Yes. <laughs> One of the amazing ways to support the show, you can buy plenty of swag from the shop shop. Or you can even leave a nice five-star review somewhere. Oh, yeah. Or one star. Yeah. Don't really care. We'll read them either way. Yeah, that's right. That's <laughs> that's true. We will. That is true. Yeah. Yes. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we have got an unabashed, unadorned, unassailable show for you today. Lots of market-moving news, plenty of stocks on the radar, and more options from and more options than daily phone calls from Scam Likely. <laughs> yeah, that's a lot. That guy, that guy a calls lot. a lot of people. Yeah, he never gives up. He's a dick. Yeah, I hate that guy. <laughs> and reach out to us. We do love your messages and comments on Twitter and Facebook, on that Discord, of course. We got that link in the episode description. Or if you're old school, just send us an email to twobulls at financialineptitude.com. That's the number two, bulls. Uh, or 
give us a phone call. 725-22-BULLS. That's 725-222-8557. Maybe you got a hot stock tip. Maybe you want to tell us about a great trade you just made. Or maybe you've retired from your federal job, gone down to South America in some paradise, and you're just trying to guide the local government into a prosperous economy, and some ragtag team of mercenaries shows up and starts taking out the local army unit by unit. you got to do something about it. It doesn't matter. We just love it when you reach out. Oh, man. Is this new or old? Oh, I mean... It sounds like an older one. Well, it depends on how you define old. I think this came out in 2010 or 11. Oh, I may not have seen this. Really? Yeah. The fucking Expendables. Oh, duh. Oh, my God. Yeah. Ah. Okay. All right. Duh. Point, point, Dan. Count it. I was I was thinking of a Granada <laughs> documentary or something. <laughs> Manuel Noriega? <laughs> I was there in the shit, man. Was- Granada. <laughs> yeah. Isn't that like 12 hours long? Yeah. <laughs> oh, all right. All right. I think it's time, uh. Talk about those bet results. Well, do we want to read uh, a, a message that we got? Or oh. should I say you guys got? Yeah, let's hear it. Let's uh, hear Yellow it. Man, Yellow Man uh, messaged us this week and uh, said that he finds it interesting that Peloton comes up, but nobody asks him or the other members of Team Mandalore hmm. what their take on the stock is. Well, they... Uh, it says, you know, he'll forgive the guest host, but uh, but not, not oh. us, because we oh. have an asset we could refer to in these matters, and... He's also very sure that Random would have enough sense to reach out about cycling matters. Oh my god! Well, it's it's certainly humbling to be called out like this. I I never even thought to ask a real cyclist well, what a fake cyclist company. Yeah, right? It's it's stationary versus they <laughs> yeah. they ride real bicycles through real terrain, not like some screen that, to make it pretend, right? Yeah. Wow. Put the, do you need a helmet to wear a Peloton bike? No, definitely not. Definitely yeah. not. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, man. We, I didn't even think about it. <laughs> I'll say this, yellow man. Uh, if, we, if we were like talking trucks, I would not want to talk to a real truck driver when I was doing a Tonka truck story. I'm just saying yeah. would feel like a waste of that professional's time. Uh, but yeah. you know what? We didn't want to insult you. Give us a call. Give us an email. Drop us a line on the Discord. Let us know. Let us know. <laughs> And uh, that also brings, since we're coming back to the bet here now, uh, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. this is another, it's been a lot of random fans out there, and mm-hmm. I think it's time that we let them, you know, pick a side. Ooh. Come out of the woodworks. Put your Ooh. colors on. Team Rando. I'll be creating a new channel on the Discord, so you can support random, you can suggest consequences, but if you are Team Random and Random loses, I'm going to spin a wheel and one random fan is going to have to perform the consequences for random. Right. Oh, I love it. I love it. Yeah. Brand- so it's so it's got so much randomness in it. It seems very <laughs> right. 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 very fitting. Now, I also understand that the bet results from last week never got finished. I did not calculate them. No, no, I didn't. <laughs> uh, I, it was actually... I just- I just assumed your replacement was going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> I left the spots out there with the numbers, uh, like where you could fill them in. But he never wanted to, never oh. wanted to talk about it. Okay, well, I figured he had it under control. Yeah, yeah. Well, I sure, I sure as hell didn't. Uh, so you want to know how how we did? I do. Should I we do. That real quick. We were kicking so much ass. I just assumed we kept kicking ass. Yeah, uh, we shorted LYV that week. Uh, brought our total up like two extra dollars. We closed yeah. the month at six forty one thirteen. Random had Aurora Oof. Cannabis, ACB, and this was really close, Dan. Really? We, we had to give it its 15% stop loss. Uh, uh, it opened at 149. It got stopped out at 165. If Random had finished at 180, it would have would have crushed us. Oh. It, it almost hit $2. Oh, wow. Random finished with 591.97. Okay. Well, hey, we still won. Fuck you, Random. You suck. Yeah. I don't care how Fuck well you, you tried. Random. It came from behind. So should we see how we're doing this week? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Um, we shorted without you. Uh, we shorted SoFi, and Random uh, went long on Car C A R R. So, so how did they do, Kyle? Uh, SoFi opened the week at six oh nine. Uh, hit your guys' first take profit at five percent. Mm-hmm. Didn't quite reach the the ten percent. So uh, closed at five seventy four. Uh, takes our new total from five hundred to five twenty seven oh nine. Starting hey. off a month strong. Good pick. Over five percent gains there. That's a great it's week. Not- it's nice coming back and not being in a giant hole. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Thank you, <laughs> Jason. <laughs> not sure if I did that to you or not. It's quite possible. Uh, thank Sarah Glass did that to me. Oh, that's right. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that happened. That happened. Uh, 
I love you, Sarah. What what a random have? Car, C A R R. Carrier uh, okay. Global Corporation. Uh opened at thirty nine eighty four, closed at thirty nine fifty eight. Random is uh sitting at four ninety six seventy four. Wow. Let's see how many people want to put their random shirts on now. Yeah, right. I do I do I do have to say, like looking at the weekly chart for carrier, like it's it's now pretty bullish. So if it picked it picked it this week, it probably <laughs> Should we pick it? Should that be our pick? I think it might be fun. We'll talk about right. it when we get there. We'll take a look. All right. Sounds good. Yeah. <laughs> really rub the salt in random's wounds. Yeah, right. I <laughs> uh, love it. Ah, should we should we get the show going? All right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's talk about some news. Dow drops deep on moving inflation, COVID frustration, war damnation. We're just bringing you the fucking news. You got to recognize the game if you don't want to lose. We're just... Rioters raiding, insider trading, taxes are raising, bills on the hill. We got a crypto mill, no, they ain't growing weed. When the Fed speaks today, it's some shit we don't need. Sing it, man. Two bulls trading information. That is accurate. Very accurate. What information? What? All right. Where should we start? A lot of crazy stuff happening. We should probably talk about the, you know, something tried and true. Yeah. The the big news that happened this morning. The jobs. Yeah. That sounds good. Uh, So I found this story talking about how the Fed is reading the report. Um, it's nice that CNN's, uh, people over there know exactly what the Fed is thinking, but yeah, go ahead and just kind of this up. Uh, they, they are saying that the U S is too many jobs. Uh, there's two jobs available for every unemployed person. And because of that, the employers are having to raise wages in order to attract suitable candidates. <gasps> Gasp. Yeah. Uh, and that's not a good thing. Oh, supply and demand isn't good when it comes to labor. No, because as uh, they say, as salaries are increasing, uh, it's causing those costs to get passed on by the companies to consumers. And that means everybody else is having to pay higher prices now. Yeah, but so many other things do that. Like, that's just economics. Come on now. I'm not talking shit to you. <laughs> I know, but it's not good when it's when it's our money. That's That's the problem, Dan. I guess you just... You just don't understand economics. I just, I don't, I don't. Because the, the crazy thing though is like, if there's one thing that's going to fuel spending, it's the labor getting paid more. They'll have more money to spend. Right. That's how the whole cycle works. I know. I, I just like, why is that the, I guess that's the only thing that they can control. Yeah, right. Right. It's they start raising rates and then start quashing the labor market. And then uh, hopefully that helps with inflation. Well, you know, we can also just stop uh, raising oil prices. Uh, that that could work too. That, that, that'll fix it, right? Yeah, yeah. Aren't they doing that too? Well, you know, we got that one guy, that one oil billionaire, trying to get him to pump more oil to lower oil prices. I, I think he might be onto something. I'd rather <laughs> go that route than take less money from work. Yeah, pump more oil and go ahead and pay more wages. Yeah, yeah. That, that seems yeah. like a fair trade-off. I just, I just love how supply and demand is so good in capitalism, but not when it comes to labor. <laughs> right. <laughs> like that's how we found equilibrium and balance in the marketplace. Supply and demand. Oh, man. Yeah, it's clearly out of balance. I guess Jerome Powell was talking about this at the Jackson Hole. I don't know if you guys covered this or not already. No, I don't think we did. Um, basically saying the labor market is particularly strong, but clearly out of balance. Demand for workers substantially exceeding the supply of available workers. Mm. Uh, uh, I, I don't think they're even looking at the uh, the soft landing anymore. Wow, really? That's what the Fed was saying? I I thought I saw headlines for that. I don't have anything to, to back that up right now. I'm just trying to go off of memory. Okay, well, I did come across a story oh. that mentioned something about that at the beginning, but it's it's kind of got the opposite headline. Uh, let me finish this up then. Yeah. The last thing I wanted okay. to mention was that the the chances of a 75 BIP rate hike at the September's Fed meeting is now being priced in at 60%. Whoa, 75 BIPs. 
That is down 15 percentage points since Thursday, though, before the report was released. Okay. So it's it's heading in the right direction. But the way the market reacted this afternoon, uh, I'm not sure that's necessarily the case anymore. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's a big sell-off today. I wish I hadn't been traveling all day and I could have been trading this. Right. Looking at, looking at my uh, my balance areas from TPO charts, and it's just like, oh, wow. That- sank through, sank out of one and right through another. Then it <laughs> pulled back, retested it, sank down again. I was like, damn, this would have been like the perfect fucking trading day. Uh, <laughs> what was I doing? So you found you found a story that says the, the exact uh, opposite? You, economists aren't, aren't uh, all on the same page? Apparently not. Um, they really need to, you know, fix their Discord channel because they're not in step. Or at least, you know, maybe get together before they publish their articles. <laughs> it's, it's, it's almost like we live in an era where the news isn't meant to inform us anymore. It's more just to <laughs> ease our egos and tell us what we want to hear. I mean, I, I could be talking crazy. I could be talking yeah, crazy. It's either that or I just don't really know. It's not exactly a science. Everybody's guessing. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> okay, so the headline here from uh, uh, businessinsider.com, uh, Wharton professor Jeremy Siegel says, most inflation data is coming in below expectations, and the Fed's hawkish outlook is at odds with economic reality. That's not Steven Seagal's dad, is it? I did I did check on Wart, the Wharton school. I did not check on this man personally, um, but I better because that would that would definitely change my outlook of him. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It also may be Seagal and not Seagal, so uh I could I could just be not pronouncing things correctly. Okay. Okay. Wikipedia does not list him as having children. Okay. All right. Fair enough. Yeah. He. Ooh. He a little did, more did, credible. He discovered a paradox in 1972 that's named after him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Siegel's paradox: the phenomenon that uncertainty about future prices can theoretically push rational consumers to temper temporarily trade away their preferred consumption goods or currency for non-preferred goods or currency as part of a plan to trade back to the preferred consumption after prices become clearer. That sounds much smarter than the one I was thinking. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so that's the guy that is saying, hey, 26 of 27 inflation indicators have been below expectations in the last month. And the Fed, Mm. it it could mean that the Fed won't have to raise rates uh, as much as people are pricing in. Uh, you know, it wouldn't be that shocking if they uh, they just kept everything sounding as, as hawkish as possible until the last minute and then come out of there with a, a smaller rate hike. You know, that's what they did with the dovish tone and the transitory bullshit. And aren't, aren't midterms? Midterms are coming up. Midterms yeah. are coming up. Yeah, it's it's like it's like they they I guess it might be the nature of the internal discussions of the fed chairman and the other fed presidents but they always seem to take longer to change their public stance than mm-hmm. the economy shifts right mm-hmm. at least since we've been paying attention yeah they well i mean it hasn't been that long has it a couple of years yeah but have we been paying attention to like the fed year and a half maybe like that's all that's yeah that's a little a lot more recent well, uh, the last time, well, it, although I will argue that it's the, what the Fed's been doing is a little bit more historic these days than right has been going on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, fact- so how many of the indicators were below expectation, according to him? 26 out of 27. What's the one that's not? It didn't say. didn't say. They don't list the indicators in this article. The one it uh-huh. mentions is that the institute uh, the institute of supply management's price index clocked mm-hmm. in at 60% in July which is down 18 and a half points from June mm-hmm. and that's going to be the fourth largest decline the index has recorded ever and the largest slide in manufacturing prices since the great recession oh wow so prices are coming down in some areas that's good because that's really good I'm assuming because demand has uh, diminished. Right, because nobody has jobs. Right, right. <laughs> or, or because everyone has too much money. Oh, yeah, that's, that's the problem. It's always been in America. Everybody <laughs> has too much money. <laughs> <laughs> just not us. 
<laughs> yeah, just just not anybody I know. Oh, jeez. <laughs> All right. So so inflation is is high or not? We don't know for sure. The Fed may be raising rates or not. We're really not sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Just depends on, I guess, which news article you read. So pick your poison. You know, we got them all. Is that about sum it up? <laughs> about sums it up. What else? Uh, what other stories you got, Kyle? Uh, you know, the guy who wrote Rich Dad, Poor Dad? Yeah, something Kiyosaki or something. Robert Kiyosaki. Yeah, he, yeah, I read those years ago. He was predicting a massive crash after 2008 uh, that he's been calling for for quite some time. And he's now saying that it's here. Like this is this is the crash coming. Oh, the recession wasn't the crash. No, apparently not. Mm. Mm. Uh, and yeah, in 2013, when he published the Rich Dad's prophecies, he predicted a bigger crash coming. That crash is here. Millions will be wiped out. I think that was the the tweet, or that's the quote they have from him. Damn. Uh, and then, but the the more interesting thing in here, because you know how we feel about, or I feel at least, about people who call crashes. You just there's always somebody keep shouting it. Okay, so you you made a prediction, and what nine years ago that the market was going to go down? Good, good job. Yeah, the markets do that occasionally. Yeah, yeah, it's been <laughs> nine, been nine years. If you shout it out long enough, yeah, then it's going to happen. Kyle, I'm going to predict that someday you're going to die. I wish you wouldn't make that prediction. That's so. I'm just saying, it's going to happen someday. You yeah, wait for it. Yeah, yeah. You wait uh, for it. <laughs> There's a reason why I bring this story up because, you know, uh, it's not because of the, that scary headline. It's more because of what he talked about with silver and investing in precious metals. Oh, okay. Uh, he was talking in here about the gold to silver ratio, which I think we talked to somebody else about a while ago. We've, yeah, we've, we've just briefly discussed it. I, I honestly, it's been so long. I don't remember what we were talking about. Well, the, historically, it's uh, 47 ounces of silver to one ounce of gold. That's been like for the 20th century. That's what the ratio has been. Oh, the price ratio. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So how much silver does it take to buy gold? Uh, today uh, is uh, 85 to one. Whoa. Uh, I should say it, not today. Today, last month when he tweeted this, <laughs> was 85 to one. So silver is significantly undervalued. Yes. And silver is also a precious metal as far our industrial precious metal, meaning that it has a lot of uses in uh, uh, solar panels and uh, like electrical components. Mm, yeah. Whereas gold is not necessarily as useful in that. I thought gold was used in like gold plating and, and stuff like that. So I don't know why he's calling it not an industrious, industrial precious metal. Yeah. Gold's for sure used in in circuitry i do think I, I think i remember reading that silver was better though silver silver is being used in solar panels which is growing i thought i thought yeah, silver was yeah, in solar panels yeah, right? yeah yes yes that is correct uh but yeah so uh, very interesting that uh, the silver is so vastly underrated compared to gold or undervalued compared to gold when historically it's uh, nearly double yeah, what what it, what it's at now wow yeah okay i'm looking at the uh the slv stock chart Mm-hmm. On a daily, and it's is that wheat and precious metals. No, that's it's iShares Silver Trust, ah. and the price is really low. When I when we first started the show, I, I was I cut my teeth on op silver options on SLV. Ah, uh, yeah, thank you. And and it was on its way. I got them when it was at like twenty, and it was heading up towards the mid twenties. It's at a big discount. Or, yeah, yes, it is. Mm, interesting. Below pre-COVID highs. Yeah. Oh yeah, it's at the the point of control from for twenty twenty. Meanwhile, uh, gold is about the same, so they're they're still tracking. They're not like massively diverged, oh. or they're not decoupled or anything like that. I mean, if you overlay the two, uh, but that's we shouldn't be staring at charts and talking on mics. Yes, sorry. <laughs> Whoops. Sorry. Right. Uh, yeah. So silver uh, looks like uh, long term. If it returns to its normal ratio to gold uh should be a really good investment yeah oh, well, not, I mean, advice. Even, not advice yeah i mean it just just looking at it and like seeing how solar is growing as a market it's like how is the price of silver so low wow right okay well, go figure uh i got one last story here in uh in news stuff yeah uh the headline on cnbc is one in five home sellers are now dropping their asking price it's 20 percent of housing of houses for sale in the market are now lowering their prices. 
Yeah, that's not surprising with mortgage rates rising. Yeah, so now is probably not the best time to be selling a house. I It's probably still not a terrible time if you can get someone to buy it. Because, I mean, do you see rates coming down anytime soon? Well, fucking Siegel just said it was. Would be. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well, okay. It, it, the, the, the fine print of his story, uh, his was they're not going to, they're going to raise it less bips than you think. And then they're going to start mm-hmm. lowering it probably in 2023. They'll start lowering it again. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so, yeah. So he thinks eventually, uh, not eventually, he thinks sooner rather than later. Okay. All right. Maybe. Anyway, um, median listing price in August dropped from uh, $449,000 down to 435000 The homes... Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. How much? It dropped from 449000 to 435000 So it dropped okay, about okay. $14,000. Uh, and houses are taking, on average, five days longer to sell than they did a year ago. Yeah, it's definitely sell- slowing down. Yeah, yeah. So price is coming down and it's taking longer to move the house. Oof. Well, that's, I mean, good. Hopefully it gets cheaper so that way uh, people can actually buy homes instead of all these investment companies. Yeah, yeah. Well, and because on, on top of that, the supply of homes is, is rising really fast because when prices were skyrocketing, everybody started building. Yeah, yep. Yeah, with so many new homes coming on the market here in Tucson. It's wild. Uh, yeah, that sounds like... Uh... Either get out of it while you can or wait for the crash and <laughs> buy some more. Buy some more, yeah. Um, I guess the dude from Redfin was saying the post-Labor Day slowdown was going to be more intense this year uh, than previous years, and we can expect homes to linger on the market, mm-hmm. leading to a, another small uptick in the share of sellers lowering their prices. So, yeah, I guess that maybe now's their last chance before you got to wait out the next cycle. Yeah, that's what I'm wondering. They'll be back up, though. That's how, what oh, housing yeah. prices do. Yes, they mm-hmm. they rise way too fast, and then they crash, and then they shoot up again unexpectedly. Hey, you know who has probably watched <laughs> that cycle happen once or twice? Who's that? The amazing Sue Pullen. Ooh. Two Bulls in a China Shop is proudly brought to you by Sue Pullen, a fairway independent mortgage and equal housing lender. Sue Pullen is a certified mortgage advisor who focuses on finding the right product for you and your needs. She's got over 20 years of experience helping thousands of homeowners purchase, refinance, even do reverse mortgages. And Kyle, I got to tell you, I was talking to a guy just yesterday mm-hmm. and he, he was into stocks and I like ran into him at the bookstore and we're just chatting and he's like, yeah, I got my house completely paid off. I'm, 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 you know, I'm 58. Uh, you know, uh, I'm thinking about reverse mortgages. And I literally wrote down Sue Pullen's in, in, information. I was like, look, you got to talk to Sue. She's going to, she's going to hook you up. And I've never been so genuinely and wholeheartedly like this will help your life. Oh, nice. Talk to Sue. Like, yeah, for sure. I was like, I made fun of reverse mortgages and she set me straight. She's, she's a mortgage officer. Please. You got to <laughs> fucking talk to her. Uh, she will help licensed in 29 States, but not growing. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Bullshit. No, I think she is growing. Uh, she, she, I think she's working on getting Ohio now. Oh, yeah. So soon to be 30. Yeah. So reach yeah. out, see what Sue can do for you. Best way to get a hold of her, just give her a call, 520-977-7904, or send her an email, spullen at fairwaymc.com, S-P-U-L-L-E-N at fairwaymc.com. Fairway Independent Mortgage has an MLS number of 2289. Sue Pullen has an MLS number 206048. That email again is spullen at fairwaymc.com, and that phone number, 520-977-7904. And Two Balls in a China Shop is proudly affiliated with the Trade Pro Academy, which is the educational platform that offers institutional trader development programs to new and experienced independent traders. And what does that actually mean? You can learn to trade like big institutions. That's what it means. Got a great staff of highly knowledgeable and successful traders, and there's no better place that we've found to learn everything you need to know to be a successful trader. Find them online at tradeproacademy.com, or you can just use our affiliate link in the episode description. This is another great way to support the show and improve their own knowledge and skills. We do have, uh, if you do join that Discord, we do have links for a 10% discount code. We do have links for a 10% discount code. Uh, I would say don't tell George, but he's stepping down, so I'm not sure uh, who the new CEO is going to be. Yeah, I think it's going under the radar. Yeah, nobody will know now. Just be our secret. Nobody will know. Oh, perfect. So, yeah, don't tell who. China shop secret. Tell who you want. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. (laughs) Tell them all. We got to reach out and get Fady on too. The, the, the guy that's taking over for George in the futures room. Oh yeah. That'd be great. Yeah. That'd yeah. Be great. 
Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, uh, you know what else, Kyle? No, no, I've been away too long. You've been away too long. You might not know this, but <laughs> the amazing guys from Orderflow Labs shared their toolkit for us for trading futures on Sierra Charts and NinjaTrader and MotiveWave. Mm-hmm. They have brilliant custom studies uh, for structure, execution, pivot points. I mean, like a professional trader just looking over your shoulder. They've got studies to throw in your charts, buy sell zones, exhaustion absorption detectors, dominators, reconstructed tapes, job pivots. They got something for everybody. And they're constantly testing them and updating them and, and offering brilliant education to, mm-hmm. to, to help to use them better. Uh, you can check out our series, Back to the Futures with Order Filler Labs, where they give you really, they're just walking us through in-depth look in auction theory and, and trading the futures market. Uh, if you're trading futures, you got to check them out, orderfullerlabs.com. Uh, trust me, you won't regret it. Well said. Mm-hmm. All right. Should we do some stocks? All right. Yeah. Talk about stocks time Looking for setups and still not advice Big news, fresh news and earnings All that we're saying is still not advice Stop time Take that, lawyers. All right. Uh, what should I start with here? Start with whatever you want, baby. All right. You're, you're back. You're new to the shop. You do do whatever you like. You do you, boo. You do you, boo. <laughs> Uh, I remember how Microsoft is trying to buy uh, Amazon. I thought Activision. Oh, not Amazon. I'm sorry. Microsoft is trying to buy Activision. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Uh, It looks like they have to get approval now from every competition regulator in the nations that Activision, Blizzard, and Microsoft operate. Whoa. Yeah. uh, It looks like the UK is giving them a little bit of scrutiny. Uh, the UK's Competition and Markets Authority, or the CMA, has voiced reservations. They opened an initial inquiry in July to assess whether the deal would result in substantial lessening of competition in the UK. Phase two, we got an impartial panel is going to investigate the agreement in greater detail in determining if having influence over games like Call of Duty, World of Warcraft, and Candy Crush will hurt competitors. Wow. Uh, I still don't think that the, I, I still think this deal is going to go through. I don't think that Buffett's going to dump that much cash on something that he doesn't feel really strongly about. Hey, he could be getting old. If we know anything about big money, uh, they, they tend to get what they want unless it's really egregious. That's true. That's true. But he could just be and getting old, man. There's also, there's enough, I think enough other game makers out there that combining the two is not necessarily going to be a monopoly. Yeah, I guess it's. I guess the real question is: is how strong and tight does Microsoft have of a gaming market? And I don't think they. Well, I mean, like Windows tablets and stuff. I don't. I don't see them doing that. You got Sony that owns the PlayStation. You've got Nintendo that. That's uh, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, Apple has a bigger right clamp down on their marketplace than Microsoft. Yeah. So. I mean, this is uh, obviously not great news that people are opening up inquiries, but I guess it's not really unexpected either. Um, there'll probably be a line item in the Microsoft balance sheet that's uh, <laughs> not labeled as greasing politicians. You're right, right, right. <laughs> <laughs> you, speculation, speculation. speculation. <laughs> it's the graft tax, UK yeah, graft tax. Yeah. Uh, I mean, this deal is supposed to close like really soon, right? Um, I, I have no idea. It's supposed to close in fiscal the new fiscal year, which I think started or starts. I think that starts in October. Okay. For Microsoft. Okay, that's pretty quick. Yeah. Uh, if you, I think you can look at the options market to really see where, at what point. Uh, right. The, the do or die point. Yeah, for the Activision itself. But Activision's trading at like you know below seventy eight now. Wow. If that deal does go through, uh, you know, at ninety five dollars a share. That's that's a nice little gain. Wow, I might look into buying some options on that. That'd be a nice play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Follow Warren, but is he getting old? We'll see. I mean, he did pretty well on Occidental. He did. He did. Craft Holdings, I think that one did pretty well. How did Kroger do? Kroger, Kroger was looking Kroger. not too bad. Yeah, unless I saw Kroger's doing all right. He bought him around 30-something back in 2020, right? Mm-hmm. The Kroger's at 48.43. Yeah, he did all right. Was a high of of uh, sixty in the sixties. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's doing just fine. Seems like oh shit. Um, uh, what's the next story? 
Sorry, I just saw Nvidia's price, and <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll get there. We'll get yeah, there. Yeah, I know. I know. Um, Comcast executives expect are expecting Disney to stick to their agreement to buy their the remaining Comcast stake of Hulu. Oh, wait. So Comcast can buy Hulu, but Microsoft can't buy Activision. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> um, a minority stake. Comcast oh, okay, okay. has a minority right. stake, and Disney's been acquiring Hulu and. Uh, they they own two thirds of Hulu, and they have an option to buy the remaining third from Comcast as early as uh, January twenty twenty four. So the speculation is is people are thinking Comcast might be making a move to go the other way and be like, "Hey Disney, let us buy the rest, let the two thirds of Hulu from you." Oh, oh no, no, don't do it, Disney. <laughs> <laughs> no, I do not want cable companies in charge of any streaming service. It, right, right. Um, so originally Fox owned Hulu and Disney bought shares from Fox. Mm-hmm. Uh, and and they've, Disney's been amassing a majority stake from different holders. And the idea is, is they're thinking because Disney's like, hey, we're not going to keep trying to aggressively grow Disney Plus's numbers. They're thinking. They're thinking uh, Disney might be pulling back from the streaming content. That makes sense. Uh, and they maybe Disney doesn't want to pay that huge bill to Comcast because the price of Hulu, you know, if it's its street value, if you will, is fluctuates. Right. I mean, yeah. we can't buy shares of it, but you know, doesn't mean its value stays constant. I don't know how they value a company that's not publicly traded, but apparently it's done. Uh, usually, it's based off of uh revenues like gross yeah. revenues and comcast they're sitting they've got their uh they've got the peacock oh yeah okay with what you know so it's like they they've got they've got the peacock but it's nowhere near hulu's numbers like hulu's pulling in like what 46 million people right and peacock's got like 13 so it would be a big win for comcast like you're saying like oh no not a cable company having a streaming service like they it would be it would be a big win for them but I I don't think Disney's going to back out on this. Like I I bought a bundle. Yeah. The that Hulu Disney bundle. I mean with with ESPN like mm-hmm. ESPN Plus like they bundle all those together like an old school cable package and it's like, well, I I do like I do want to see all these things. Okay. Right. I'll save a little bit of money, I'll bundle them all together. I don't see Disney backing off of that. I don't either. How do you, how many people get Disney Plus because of Hulu? And ESPN because because of the bundle, yes. <laughs> uh, I know that's what sold me on it, and why. Mm-hmm. And I switched over, and honestly, I started watching all the Star Wars stuff and the Marvel stuff, and I'm like Disney Plus, you're kicking ass. I enjoy it. I enjoy it as a consumer. The, the, the only problem I had when I had a, a subscription was there's only like one or two like original content like shows on there. Like yeah. If you're not just going back and watching old movies, or if you don't have children. Mm. that need cartoons mm. constantly fed to them. Uh, it, it's less appealing. Or your man-child yeah. with a constant need of cartoons. Um, yeah, either or. <laughs> well, they, they <laughs> obviously, the longer they go, Kyle, the more original content they've been adding. That's true. Uh, and I do want to catch up on The Mandalorian at some point, but I oh, couldn't justify having the, the, the package just for just one for TV that. show. Yeah. 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 Well, I, lo- I also en- enjoy the Marvel shows, so. I would be much more likely to uh, to get another subscription again if I was bundling it to get my ESPN Plus and Hulu. Right, exactly, exactly. So, yeah, I agree with you. Disney still sell, still trading at a discount, $111 a share. Uh, they had a low of $90.23. Uh, let's not forget, back in March of 2021, they were up at $203 a share. Yeah, a lot of that on Disney Plus's uh, potential. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. So I don't think the, the Disney's gonna it's a I don't think they're gonna even blink at spending this money. I think Disney prints no. money. Uh and, and it's gonna be just off to the races. Um yeah, this is this is actually uh not a bad pullback point. Maybe 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 you wanna wait, see if they break new lows below ninety. I mean certainly certainly if you like the price now you'll love it at a hundred. Right. Uh but that's that's where I'll be looking. That was a pretty solid bounce off of the 90, which is uh, still above their COVID low. Mm-hmm. COVID low of 70, 79. Yeah. yeah I'd want, I, I think a pullback to like 100 would be a great point to add. Yeah. 
If it can hold that, and then you can put your stop below the most recent low at 90. Yep. Just do your risk management. Anyway, what else is happening out there, Kyle? NVIDIA. This story Mm. coming to us from Purdue. And I hadn't looked at NVIDIA's price in a couple days, and oh my God. Closed this week at $136.47. Yeah, yeah, NVIDIA. There has been a big sell-off, and it looks like a lot of this is because of what happened on Wednesday. We had a big gap down. Let's see. Uh, Yeah, Wednesday, the U.S. officials had told them they have to stop exporting two of their top computing chips for artificial intelligence work to China. Okay. Uh, Let's see. This is a major escalation. The U.S. crackdown on China's technological capabilities as tensions bubble over the fate of Taiwan, which uh, is the people who makes the chips for NVIDIA and a lot of the other major chip firms. The ban is affecting their A100 and H100 chips, which are designed to speed up machine learning tasks. And they also said it could interfere with the completion of developing the H100 chips, the H100 flagship chip it announced this year. Okay. Uh, it looks like AMD also took a hit, too. Um, uh, the, they received new license requirements that will stop its MI250 AI chips from being exported to China, but they believe their MI100 chips will not be affected. AMD does not think these new rules have a material impact on their business, but, uh, I mean, looking at NVIDIA and AMD stock charts, it seems that investors disagree. Yeah, it's a... Ooh. Also selling a discount. Looking at the daily, really zoomed out. It's a look like a head and shoulders almost. Uh, yeah, kind of see a little bit of that. Where where was their COVID low? Oh shit, their COVID low is down around forty. What a time to get in. There is a massive distribution that took place between like one hundred and sixteen and one forty seven, and we just re-entered that distribution. We did. I would consider longs on this around you know one twenty to one fifteen. Yeah, that massive that massive level. Looking at the daily at the you know, it gives me a yearly TPO. Mm-hmm. Uh one twenty nine fifty two was two years ago's point of control. Last year's point of control was one thirty three twenty five. Okay. So nice. I'm expecting and, and the big volume node. So I'm expecting mm-hmm. that's gonna be that one that one thirty is gonna be where I would expect to hold. Yeah. For sure. For sure. A lot of volume there. A lot of volume. You know, I came across a story about NVIDIA stock, too. Oh, really? Oh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, Nancy Pelosi's Lucky Streak continues as the U.S. Oh, House Speaker averts a loss right. of around six hundred grand by selling NVIDIA shares after the Chips Act uproar. Uh, oh, uh-huh. Well, that's very misleading. Well, I mean, obviously, she knew about the Chips Act stuff, right? Yes. Yes. And then she dumped her stake because of the optics of it, right? At least that's what she said. Yeah. You know, if I was a trader, I'm, I'm look, somebody actually tweeted out the timeline, right? Mm-hmm. Of her trading. Now, while I agree, like, yeah, she dumped it uh, at, at a good point. Um, there's nothing about her timing that you couldn't have done with technical analysis. Not right. So, like, when I really zoomed out the chart and somebody, you know, looking at the dates here of her trades, mm-hmm. uh, I'm not, I don't, I don't actually think she's doing anything special. With NVIDIA or anywhere in general? With NVIDIA, with NVIDIA. I mean, I'd have to look at the charts of what else she's doing, but timeline, May 21st, 2021, purchased 200 leaps on NVIDIA with an expiration date of June 2022 at $100 strike. You look at May 21st, 2021, that's when it was the last pullback to that $130 area. Oh, uh, right to the two hundred day moving average too. Uh, well, it, no, it looks like it looks like it closed that day at one forty nine. It was it was right above it. It was a pull. It like broke that area, pulled back around that range. Looking at just looking at the daily candles, like that was just a really good time to enter. And but technical analysis could have told you that. Mm-hmm. And she bought hundred dollar calls. If she had sold December of last year, Nvidia was up almost three hundred dollars. Right. Like, why didn't she cash it out sooner? And she just cashed it out when it was, she she sold her shares. She actually purchased the shares. They were dated for, expired September 2022. She went ahead and exercised them on June 17th of 2022 when the price was closed at 158 mm-hmm. and then sold them a month later hmm. at 165 Like, yeah, she saved some money. But really, she missed out on a ton of gains. 
Yeah, not great trading, actually, if she didn't close that out at that point. Not great trading at all. At all. So I think people give her a lot more credit than is due because looking at these, this timeline and this stock chart, like, please, people, when you got a rip, take some fucking profit. This thing <laughs> hit it high at 346. <laughs> she, she could have sold, she could have sold 10% of those leaps and been in the green. Come on. Come on. <laughs> and, and it's not like everybody isn't trading semiconductors. There's a million semiconductors trading. Yeah. 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 Vico would have nailed this one. Oh, for sure, for sure. <laughs> Pico be retiring with the beach house now. Yeah, yeah, no kidding. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Well, should we should we do some crypto? Let's talk about some crypto. I got some crypto in my wallet. Hanging out on my Ethereum blockchain. Yeah, I got some crypto in my wallet. I'll lead off with my story since it's uh, I should be able to get there a little quicker. Okay. Uh, we, we've talked about this guy before, Vitalik Buterin, the man mm. who created Ethereum. Yes, I don't know if you can believe this, but he is very worried about Bitcoin's long-term future. What? Can you believe that? No. Uh, <laughs> there's two reasons. One is that Bitcoin doesn't generate enough fees to secure its system. Mm. So he thinks that there's going to be security issues. Okay. And two, he thinks that sticking to proof of work would compromise Bitcoin security or could. Oh. Says, what would a future look like when there's $5 trillion of Bitcoin, but it only takes $5 billion to attack the chain? Uh, without getting too technical, Butterin believes that Bitcoin can grow so big with that with enough money, bad actors could subvert its network. So now that they've switched to proof of stake, exactly. proof of work is bad. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is exactly it. Okay. All right. All right. So, yeah, I, I don't think we need to go into that anymore. That's fucking funny. <laughs> That's a great uh, story. Let's talk about the one that I want to hear more about that you brought to the table today. Celsius, the network going through bankruptcy that yeah. kind of froze uh, everybody's accounts. Mm-hmm. They've they filed with the bankruptcy courts to reopen withdrawals for a minority of customers. Just minority customers? Uh, no, no, that would be egregious. Uh, oh, just okay. a, when it's I say a minority, meaning oh, okay, a, a minority. Okay, so okay. so what they've done is like you know that like that we just talked about proof of stake. So, like, if you were on Celsius, say you, you've got your, your Ethereum on there, uh, mm-hmm. if you just have them in your wallet, you own that, right? You have to be yep. able to withdraw that. Uh, but th- what they're saying is the people who staked them and moved them over to the earn and borrow accounts oh, okay, moved them over into their wallet. And so that's their crypto now. Oh, That's how I understood this story. I could be totally wrong. Please, listener, reach out if I am. Correct me. I'd love to hear it. Uh, seven two five twenty two bulls. Simon, CEO of Bank to B BNK to the Future dot com. Bank to the Future CEO Simon Dixon tweeted out <laughs> Celsius currently stating that those that were moved to custody ninety days before filing should be withheld. Custody is now two hundred ten million, and they want to release fifty million. They want to reserve the rest for clawbacks. They believe all earned funds belong to Celsius. What? His opinion: This is an illegal bank. Yeah, so I believe I am reading this correctly. It certainly looks like it. $210 million. Yeah, apparently most people were like, well, yeah, I want the interest. Stake, please. Right. <laughs> like it's supposed to be like yeah. making money on your money, not uh-huh. not giving your money away to a <laughs> massive corporation. Right, right. I, I mean, I remember those Coinbase videos. You stake your coins. They're still your referred to as your coins, not give us your coins and we'll go ahead and give you a return. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> if we stay solvent. <laughs> and it's gone. Uh, whoops. Wild West. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. I, I would be surprised if that's like the email they sent out. Just says Wild West. Shrug. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, sorry. So- <laughs> We're sorry. Yeah. I'm sorry. Sorry. Oh. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Ah, uh, man, that sucks. So uh, I'm gonna hear. I'm gonna hear from Jeremy. I think Jeremy reached out to us on Facebook uh, about about this because he had some funds on there. I'm curious if he got oh. his his back or if he knows any more details. Yeah, Jeremy, let us know, please. Oh yeah. my goodness. Oh, that's awful. I do feel bad for anybody because all of yeah. these places represent themselves as best they could. Some of them have, have gotten sued because they were so directly saying like, your money's safe. It's insured and it's not. Yeah. Right. Yeah. They, they represented themselves as professional bank type places and they are now no longer behaving that way. Are they? <laughs> well, <laughs> I don't know. We've <laughs> learned a lot about banks in the past year. Oh shit. Yeah. Oh God. Maybe they're more <laughs> banks than ever. Oh, they're just not insured. <laughs> oh, uh, really? Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. speaking of banks, reach for him, mister. Oh, shit. Okay. All oh, right. No, I didn't mean to shoot. I, I was just trying to get my money back. Trying to get him. <laughs> that's, that's the way to get your money back. I guess. <laughs> no, we're not. <laughs> we are not encouraging that. Tubles in a China shop does not encourage the incredibly cool crime of bank robbery. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> oh, boy. Dan, Uh-oh. did you do any trading? Yes. Uh, how was your good then? What'd you do? I didn't, you do well? any, I didn't have any goods this week. Oh. I guess my good would be I stayed away from trading because I wasn't at my desk all week. That's good. Except for Monday. Except for Monday. Yeah. Except for Monday. Which I, yeah. Well, I'll get to Monday's trades. Okay. Did you do anything good? Uh, I mean, I've been working on, remember I've been on uh, Sim trying to hit a profit target. Mm-hmm. I think I hit it. Or close hey. enough. Yeah. Well, well done, man. Congratulations. Since, since August, uh, I'm up like $25 shy of the $1,000 mark I was trying to hit. Let me see if I've got that applause I called for earlier in the show. There we go. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm feeling really good about that. You should feel good about that. All thanks to the, the trade journal I made. <laughs> <laughs> help keep me true trade journal and yeah have and your plan and strategy and sticking with it right yeah and our community too our community really helped oh yeah we got a- people there to lift you up when you're doing yeah. bad to encourage you when you're doing well yeah yeah it's so it's so it's so worthwhile it's so worthwhile mm-hmm. um, game changer that, that gentleman i was talking to about reverse mortgages he was talking about when he tried day trading how lonely it was oh yeah yeah, and I was like, no, man, you got to come. You got to, even if it's not our Discord server, like there are now online communities. Like you don't have to do this alone anymore. Like there are people who want to talk about it just like you. Yeah. You and know? you don't even have to be a day trader to hang out with nope. us. Just like stocks. Just, yeah, just like stocks. That's all. That's all. Well, well done, man. Thank you, man. Thank you. That's, a, that's a great good. That's a, not a good. That's a great. Ah. Uh, <laughs> then let's talk about the bad. Mm, yeah, I definitely. Monday. Um, the levels were looking good and, and I was feeling good. I was like, okay, I got this. I got this. And it, uh, it looked like it was moving up out of balance mm-hmm. higher. Right. And it was, it was at a good level and I, I grabbed some calls and it was rotating and it was taking too long. So I was like, you know what, maybe, maybe I'll get some puts and, and I'll just I'll straddle, strangle it. Right. I'll mm-hmm. have both directions. Okay. And that way I'll, I'll come out on top no matter which way it breaks. Well, it had a nice fake out to the downside to break me and stop me out of my calls. Oh, ooh. and then it took off and stopped me out of my puts. Oh no. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I wasn't, I wasn't even watching at that point. Cause I was like, set and forget. I got calls. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, go over here. Yeah. I'll do some other <laughs> shit. I won't even watch the charts right now. I'll come back and see how much I won later. Oh, my uh, goodness. Yeah, yeah. Oh, so that was bad. That was bad. Not ugly. I didn't lose too much money. It was well within risk management. I didn't keep trading for the day. It didn't hit any more levels. That was it. Well, is that really is that really bad? Yeah, because I, I, I went both ways. I wasn't just like calls was what my plan told me to get. Oh, oh, oh. So I doubled yeah, my yeah, losses. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I see what you, yep. Yeah. As you had been like experimenting with that strategy, I wasn't sure if that was like it's, part of your strategy or not. It's it, it, no, it's yeah, it's worked before, mm-hmm. but uh, 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 sometimes you know it just breaks just enough to get you. Well, did you revenge trade back into it? No. Then I, I would say away. it's not that bad. It's 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 not that bad, but it's it's bad in that I wasn't fully following my plan. I second guessed yeah. my plan. Is what was happening. 
and thought. Well, I was you, you know, I, you know, I like to look for positives in the bads. That's true. That's and true. I would say that that being your only trade for the day was very impressive and uh, a long step from where you started this whole thing at. Oh yeah, oh yeah, this is true. We are seeing some progress. Yes, we are seeing some progress. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What uh, what would you say your bad was this week? Uh, I still am having issues with patience popping up as a problem. Mm. Um, it's not as frequent as it's been. And if I'm taking a good away from that, like when it does happen, I'm doing a very good job of stopping and walking away and recentering before I come back and trading again. Yeah. Um, happened uh, Wednesday, I think it was. To go look at my notes. Uh, sorry. Yeah, it was Thursday. It was Thursday. I got impatient. I tried to catch a falling knife, uh, jumped into a trade before I should have been trying when my indicators were firing. Mm-hmm. My execution tools were telling me it was a good trade. That one's still lost. But the fact that I was impatient and jumped in earlier and had to take it again, now I took two losses instead of one. <sighs> so that puts me in a hole. But the good news, the good thing that I did with that is I walked away. I came back later in the day and then just hit one or two more beautiful trades after that that took me to a respectable day instead of uh, an amazing day that it would have been. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's, it's still popping up, but I'm doing better at, uh, at recognizing it and, and stopping myself from doing it. Yeah. But okay. So there's some, there's some positives in there. There usually is. Or at least there have been lately. It's not like uh, when we first started where it was, what did I do good? I made money on this trade. What'd you do bad? I lost money in all these trades. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> what was your ugly? I traded it six times instead of the one and lost all of them. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. That tuition. All uh, right. No joke. Um, we paid it. <laughs> um, still paying it, but, uh, you know, not as much. The, Did you the nice the nice thing about a doctorate in trading is that uh, the the classes get cheaper the longer you do it. That's true. If if you've been paying attention. Yes. Yes. <laughs> if you're graduating, I should yeah, say. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're passing your classes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you, did you have an ugly? Uh, I don't think so, actually. Well, let's get that applause going again, folks. I didn't have one either. Oh, wow. That's a, is that a first in the shop? Neither well, of us? Well, I mean, is it cheating? Because I only had one trade. <laughs> I mean... And then I, I, I went out of town again, like, in, just at a spur of the moment thing. I had an opportunity and jumped on it. Uh, it's a little bit. <laughs> I came back uh, today and sat down and looked at the charts and was like, oh, why wasn't I trading today? Like, you know, when you draw the levels and you come back, oh, they were all oh, relevant. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. like, oh, God, I would have had a great week. <laughs> what was <laughs> I doing? Yeah, uh, well, I know that. Oh, uh, well. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, should we make yeah. a bet? I think we should. I need it, wanna beat it, gonna win it if I take it from you. I'm filling my positions, quit your bitch and random's gonna lose. Got a chart full of levels and a stop. That's not too tight It's bet picking time in the shop So pick them right Okay, Kyle. I I gotta say, I really like this idea earlier of going long car just because uh, random lost money on it. Okay, the one thing I don't like about car is the selling volume was really high. Are you looking at the weekly or the daily? daily let's see the weekly weekly is accelerating although it is a doji well it's accelerating it's that it's that reactive buying when it when it got to 39 let's see let's see let's see okay i could yeah yeah i could live with that which if you if you zoom out you know that's a that's a key area from june uh the one i was actually kind of liking was and i know we shit on uh on the pick in general but burlington coat factories actually look somewhat appealing now what yeah that's b-u-r-l b-u-r-l b-r b-u yeah b-u-r-l so when Kramer recommended it, it was trading around 170, right? Or, or yeah. close to that. Uh, it's now trading at 143, and it's just bounced off of that support that we had. The volume is trending in the right direction from the down move. Hmm. Just hmm. had an earnings that was 
uh, it was a miss on the revenue, but very small miss, uh, surprise on the actual earnings on the EPS. Okay. Okay. So since the beginning of July, we've been seeing, we were seeing higher lows, but we just had a, a, a slump down. I don't know, man. Like how many times is it going to catch right here before it falls through? Uh, that's true. That is true. But this is the point where it would, if it's going to hold. I mean, I'd like to, I'd like to p- pick it up close in the one thirties. All right. I'll, you know what? You're, you're coming back from, from some time off. You're feeling fresh. You're feeling frisky. Well, I'll go, I'll go with it. We'll do it. I don't really want to fuck it up though. <laughs> <laughs> you guys put us on a good spot. Do I really want to screw it up? I, I, I just feel Hang like. Hang on, wait. No, I picked Live Nation last time. We're, we'll go with Car. Okay. It's, it's your turn. All right. I think, I think, let's, let's, let's find a good entry here. You're going long car? Are you long going short? Long car. Long car. Uh, I like, I like 39. I'd like to get in at 39. You want to go half it open, the other half at a uh, uh, level that you pick? As long as it's above 39. Uh, like let's just it, say above it, 39, then we'll go long. Yeah. Ha- we'll go long half, half at open, half at 39, if it's above 39. Otherwise, short it. If it gaps okay. down. Wait, is that a good yeah. idea? Uh, maybe not. <laughs> we could just have no trade and hope random sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, what do you think? I think, uh, I think 39 is a good point. If it's below okay. 39, then yeah, I think we do want to be short. Okay. All right. All right. There you have it. Where's the, where's the stop? Where's the stop loss? If, if it's long? Well, let's just go all all on Monday open, and then we'll just put our stop at, we'll say 38.90, just to give us a little bit of room, just in case it tweezers again. Oh, I would I would want to put our stop at 38.50. Oh, okay, that's fine. Yeah. I, I didn't know how tight you wanted it to be. 38.50 is good. I learned. I just asked Flary. Yeah, how, yeah, yeah, how, yeah. How you want a tight stop. <laughs> Um, if if we short it, let's uh, let's put the stop at uh, 40, 40, 45, 40, 45. Uh, Yeah, call forty one. Yeah, perfect. What about take profits? Ah, do we need to take profit? Yeah, we should take half of it at forty one. Okay, sounds good. We'll use our stops as our take profits on yep. either end. Done. Okay. Perfect. All right. What's our random? Um, uh, what is our random? Our random That's- is New York Stock Exchange Consumer Durables. Has this gotten enough volume? Yes. Avery Denison Corporation. What's the ticker? A V Y. Okay. And that is bouncing off of a nice support. Hmm. Weekly doesn't look too bad. Yeah, like you said, bouncing off nice for support, but the volume's still higher on the sell side. That is true. And that last Friday doji candle looks like reactive selling to me. So, ha! I it think does, but it's losing. also holding above the 200-day moving average, too. The one, 181 half to 185 see, the area is uh, pretty strong. Mm-hmm. But uh, it is it is on a bear, bear structure. We've got a drop, pullback, drop. Pullback, and now we're we're just starting the next drop. So, is that the ABC down before the uh, the continuation up? I don't. (laughs) I don't know Elliott wave theory. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. All right, fuck off, random. Yeah, right. (laughs) Okay, so Kyle and I are going long, maybe short, maybe on car C A R R. Just really dig the knife into random. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're going to really put make random feel some shame, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. Random's going long on AVY. And uh, we'll see. We'll see. I think it's funny that random's the most bullish stock picker in the shop. Right? Never goes short. <laughs> well, he has before. We've given him the opportunity. That's true. That's true. It's just not very often. And he does really well, even in bear markets. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Like, forget Nancy Pelosi. Yeah, random does better than her. I'm just saying. Yes. Random would have taken profits and protected himself with a 15% profits. stop loss. Right? <laughs> and not, not, not get around to selling when it's 50% down from its top. Yeah. That's a retail move. 
Right? Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we'll be back at you soon with some more news episodes in uh, another week or so, and uh, we'll give you the bet results. But we do unfortunately do have to close up shop. We want to thank you for sticking around to the end, though. Please rate, like us, subscribe, all the places. Uh, we know we do so enjoy that. Uh, we love it. Love it, love it, love it. Visit our shop shop. Buy some merch. We love that, too. Uh, until next time, happy trades. <laughs> Bye. Two Bulls in a China Shop is an entertainment program, and all thoughts and opinions expressed in the show belong to the hosts and not of any company. They are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual or on any specific security or investment product. It is only intended to provide entertainment about stocks and the financial industry of trading. If you make trades based on what you hear in this show, you assume all risks for those trades.